0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 31st, 1921, Part 2, pages 318 through 320. March 31st, 1921, Part 2. Just as I had anticipated, there is a commu- commotion, especially among the index, on account of the Belarusian sermon preached by Father Stankevich at the bon- Bonifrates church. The newspaper Jez Postpolita even published a formal complaint to the ecclesiastical authorities. Why is the church being Belarusified? Father Haletsky reported that agitation against me is going on because of this. But I do not did not know that there would be a sermon. So how am I at fault? Last year, there was even a delegation of Belarusians to see me asking me to allow them to have a Belarusian sermon during the services. At the time, I explained to them that this is not possible under present circumstances. The Poles might incite the common people against them because of it and a great deal of commotion and unpleasantness would result. They obeyed me, and there was no Belarusian sermon. But this year, they had the sermon without asking permission. In itself, there is nothing wrong with this. In most Catholic countries, no one would find fault with it. They would probably be happy that the Belarusians, too, are worshiping God in their own language and are drawing closer to the church like little children around his own, their own mother. But in Vilnius, things are different. Here, the atmosphere is unhealthy. Here, other nations and languages other than Polish are hated. The introduction of the Belarusian language into the Church is considered a danger that would draw Catholics away from the Catholic Church, actually away from Polonism. I asked Father Haletsky to invite Father Zadzian the rector of the Bonifratres Church, to report on what really happened and to publish it in the newspaper. After a little while, Monsignor Mikulkevich came to warn me that already a campaign against me was underway in the city because of the sermon. Some of the old women might come and smash my windows or pelt me with rotten eggs as they had done to Colonel Chardonnay what can i do i replied if they break the windows i shall cover them up with plywood if they throw eggs at me i shall wash them off after all father stankevich gave that sermon without my permission or my knowledge on this occasion i told them how in other catholic countries all i told him how in other catholic countries all national minorities are under the care of the bishops as, for example, in America, Switzerland, and even in much-reviled Germany. If there is a small group of Catholics, be they Italians, Englishmen, or Poles, every effort is made to find suitable priests of their own nationality for them. A special time is given them for services in the churches, and the bishops even provide money from their treasuries to help finance these arrangements. Monsignor Mikulkevich admitted that this is so, and that this is the way it should be, but here in Vilnius one cannot do so. I said, and I am also aware that under the present circumstances it is truly impossible, but the time will come when it will be necessary to do this in order to satisfy everyone's just demands. Father Mikulkevich planned to go to the troublemakers' den to calm them and make them quiet down. O oh, tempora, o oh mores, what times, what customs. Later on, Father Zajan Kauskas came in to relate what really happened. He promised to prepare a text with the chancellor and give it to the newspaper Gest Postpolita so that the troublemakers would calm down. I intended to go and reprimand Father Stankiewicz because knowing the mood of the people of Vilnius and the prejudice against the Belarusian language being used in church And also, the tense political situation, he had jumped in with his sermon. Thank God that everything is quieting down somewhat. Father Mojaitko from Silenai was here to ask me what he should do. On Palm Sunday, armed soldiers had gathered around the church and started rounding up young men supposedly to join the army. Tumult and confusion broke out. The terrified people had come running in to ask him what to do. On the spur of the moment, he told them, don't you know, you yourselves, what you should do? The people understood, disarmed the soldiers, and brought the weapons to the priest who took them for safekeeping, intending to send them to the authorities in Maishigala. That night, the commander from Maishigala rode in with a group of armed soldiers to recover the rifles. They threatened the priest. The pastor said that the young men are being rounded up on purpose, supposedly for the army, but actually to exhort ransom money. In fact, they are released upon payment of several thousand marks. The young men are afraid of being seen in public and do not even come to church. Similar incidents had occurred in Dukstai, where Father Zakarovsky is pastor. The soldiers and militiamen were rounding up the young men right by the church. The commander suspected that Father Mojet, Mojeko might be Lithuanian since he was inciting the people against the Polish troops. The officers spoke out against several Lithuanian priests, Narusis, pastor of Korivai, Kaka Rieka, pastor of Mashigala, and some others. In this second part of the entry, Bishop George writes of the reaction of the politically involved Poles to the sermon in Belarusian on the third anniversary of their declared independence. They are speaking against the bishop, but he didn't know in advance that there would be a sermon in Belarusian. He had not allowed such a sermon the year before because of the political atmosphere. This year they didn't ask, did it anyway, and somehow the bishop is at fault for this. Blessed George would like to allow them to have sermons in their own language, but he also has to worry about riots among his flock. The evil one certainly knows how to stir people up and set them against one another. The Poles worry that the other languages will lead the faithful to the Orthodox faith. Blessed George learns that they might try intimidating him physically. He bravely goes forward. He has to stand up for what is right. Blessed George wrote that his future auxiliary bishop would go to try and calm the people down. Blessed George then learned how things had taken place in the parish on the day of the sermon. Those involved would publish something in the newspaper to try to calm people down. And there was another case in which soldiers were inscripting young men outside of church or rather extorting them for ransom. The pastor seemed to encourage the people to stand up to the soldiers and to disarm them. The army then came and threatened the priest. There are things in this diocese of Vilnius that the bishop has to deal with which I would never have imagined would fall under the duties of a bishop. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace... And here, mention your intention. For which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you.